Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Welcome back to the show so fine that if you saw this show walking down the street, you'd be like, damn, that show fine. <laughs> damn, damn, that show fine. Um, I didn't mention this last week, uh, but last week was the first show of the spring. It's spring now. It's officially spring uh, as of uh, about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Um, let me ask you this. Spring, overrated or underrated or rated? <laughs> Start with Matthew Capitacasa. I think rated, right? Like it's great. The winter thaws, crocuses are bursting out of the ground. People will get a little, little antsy. They're out in the street. But also, you know, allergies. So I think it's pretty, pretty I think it's pretty on the money, people's Rated. estimations of it. Rated. Um, Sydney. Um, I think I'm biased. Uh, my birthday is next week. I'm a spring <gasps> baby. Oh. So I love the spring. I think because my birthday's in it, uh, mm. but also because it kind of has that theme of like, you know, b- bursting through. Everything's like coming back to life. It makes me feel much better about the incoming summer because, you know, everybody gets a little bit of the seasonal depressione. Uh, so spring is just very nice. It feels refreshing. But I do think, I'm going to say underrated. I am biased, but I say underrated because I think people hate how mixed the weather is in spring and they complain a lot about the rain and how it's still cold. But I think it's beautiful. I love the rain. I love like the flowers and everything like slowly blooming because of the mixed weather. So I say underrated and people should enjoy the spring more. Mm, yeah, that is a problem with spring. One day it's 72 and the next day it's 38. Yeah. <laughs> um, get it together, spring. Get it uh, together, spring. You're having an identity crisis. <laughs> if that wasn't happening, we'd have nothing to talk about amongst work with our coworkers. So it's good. It's true. Yeah. Around the water cooler. Um 
Skid, you uh, you're a big spring guy, I think, right? Rated, overrated, I, I love spring. I yeah. think you know, spring has great publicity. They have a great spring has a, an amazing publicist because everyone <laughs> seems to like spring. Spring has a great reputation among the, the seasons, among but voters still, eighteen yeah. to forty five. Yeah, in the Target, like the most, the key demos, it does very well. <laughs> it does. Spring tests very well. It does. But I still think it's somehow underrated because I, 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 I feel like I've heard too many people complaining about spring, uh, which lately. And I think it's just that you, you, you people need, uh, they, there's plenty of bad things to complain about, I think, without complaining about spring. I mean, the guy, to say no, we're going to stop with this bullcrap, and we're going to stop complaining about spring. We're going to give it the approbation it deserves. I'm, I'm, I'm putting a, a moratorium out on this needless denigration of spring, and it's yeah, it's good. Wow, a lot of spring hate out there. Too much spring, spring hate. hate. Um, let's see if it's going to get piled on here with Kate. This could go any way. Uh, <laughs> spring, Kate. Well, What's your favorite spring go? movie? What's your Listen. favorite movie? <laughs> <laughs> Midsummer, actually, because I watched it for a themed bridal shower that I'm going to because I love my friends. Wait, what movie? What movie? Midsummer. Oh, oh. Well, that's a summer there movie. There you go. You thought you were going to get me, Skid? Well, hey, you didn't. That's, that's, a, summer, that's, that's a summer movie. All, that's, that's a summer, summer movie. And secondly, <laughs> what in the fuck kind Listen, of this is shower what I are you to going to? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little concerned. I have concerned. really fun friends who like horror movies. I want to come to this, this with bridal love. party. Does one of the bridesmaids get consumed? Who gets lit on fire? The groom. I'm having a hard time for two reasons. One being that I didn't make a New Year's resolution this year, but I made one in February. I don't fucking talk about the weather anymore. I'm done. Oh. People just talk about the weather, and no matter what they complain, they're just wow. like, oh, daylight That's savings. That's what I'm saying. Complaining all year about, oh, it's so dark out, and then daylight savings come. Everyone complains for like two weeks about how off oh, they I'm are. I'm so tired. I live in the mountains and people are like, oh, I hope it doesn't snow again. And it's like, it's just it might. It's going to be fine. Like, <laughs> also, number two, it's been, what, four minutes since we started recording? And it, the episode number has not been mentioned. <gasps> Uh, oh my gosh. It's a disgrace, frankly. It is a disgrace. And I'm it's having just a lot of hard times. Can I tell you why? Why? Because it's hack. What? It's a what? joke was... In episode 67, when I talked about episode 69, you don't talk about episode 69 in episode 69. That's Bush League, kid. That's <laughs> no. what we call hack. Because right. as soon Front as you door. turned on at everything, you were like, ooh, this episode would cat call you. And I thought it was going to go that way. And then you started talking about the weather. And <laughs> I know. Yeah, honestly, Charlie, I think you, you, I think you wimped you out. I think you forgot. Yeah. I bet you no. I thought about it. I was like, no, that's hack. I'm not going to do it. I bet you the whole chat was like, who can't wait to see what they're going to talk about 69? We're not because we're above that. The joke was talking about it two weeks early. Don't talk about we it. We didn't even talk about it, though. Of. We didn't. We didn't we even get to. around it. We didn't make any jokes. There was nothing funny. Well, we're not doing it now either. <laughs> Guess we're not. talking about spring. Which, incidentally, is the best time to say. I can't believe you've done spring, this. All the trees start sixty nine in each other. The bees start sixty nine in like yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, would you say overrated? 
Okay. It's fine. It's rated. Rated. Uh, yeah, rated. it's rated. Rated. Um, <laughs> I just want to take a moment to observe, like, let the word go forth that we finally have found the pitch in the dirt that Troy won't swing at. That's mm. true. Yeah. He will foul, he'll foul off anything. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just heck. O'Brien, rated, overrated, underrated. I mean, really, I think you're the, the guy that Skid was talking about. Uh, no. <laughs> Stop trying to drive a wedge between us, Troy. Just, uh, just consider the moratorium. It is. I thought I didn't. I never thought about this before, but when you brought it up, I started digging in, and I think I'm going to go with uh, underrated. I think it is underrated because I'll tell you why. Because whenever there's like a list of favorite seasons discussion, nobody ever mentions spring. It's it's always summer, fall, or winter. With fall obviously winning, weirdos like Troy latching onto winter, and then you know people that are young love summer and <laughs> people that are young and in great shape love summer. Yeah. And, uh, I spring Lake never gets mentioned. It's just sort of like this neutral thing. But the fact is that like the joy that I feel on that first, like 69 degree day, Here we go. you know, that first 74 <laughs> degree day when it's not too hot, but it's breezy. And it's just like, it's it's not to me as good as the cool down in fall. While I love the whole season of fall more than spring, that first time that you like don't need a jacket when you go outside, it's such an incredible feeling. And it is such a rare thing in spring because I think generally in the Northeast, there are years where you're like, we got four good days in yeah. spring. Like it either poured or was cold and then it was 90 degrees. It was like this year we got a real crappy spring. But when you those four days are so miraculous, they're amazing. So, yeah, I think it gets a little underrated. It is a – not to mention just the whole concept of rebirth. It's such a wonderful time. All that is dead is rising again. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and, like, Ooh. all of the animals are 69ing all- and making babies. <laughs> That's not Sydney, I think you, you might that. want to check the anatomy on that. One. <laughs> yeah, I That's how babies about, are made. I know about that stuff. So, <laughs> animal sex stuff is that what you yeah. is that what you're saying? Is that the stuff that you meant? Let That's... me say sixty nine in this episode. <laughs> Let me talk about it. I have a lot to say about it. I can't remember. Have we talked about giraffe sex on the podcast before, Matthew? What? I imagine it's come up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well, now you have, no. Now you have to tell me what you were going to say. No, Troy just invoked what we in, in high school called the Walter Cronkite Clause. <laughs> <laughs> Which is if you're telling a story amongst a group and one member of the group has heard it before and does not wish to hear the story again, they just invoke the clause and you must immediately stop. <laughs> so you're telling me you were friends with the cool kids in high school. Oh, no. <laughs> the Cronkites. <laughs> yeah, the, the ones Cronkite that had ever heard of Walter Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> he went to school in 1972. <laughs> he was- what it did your friends feel about mouthings. the moon landing? <laughs> <laughs> How they feel about Cronkite's coverage versus Jules Bergman? I mean, when he started crying during the moon landing, they were like, 
We're so fucking done with Cronkite. <laughs> <laughs> We're so done with Cronkite. Cronkite overrated. Before you ask, Troy. Cronkite's overrated. <laughs> Troy, your thoughts on spring. You're a spring hater, from what I remember. No, 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 no. I, I, I agree with Skid. There's, there's far too much spring hate. It's yeah. a very new thing. It's like a post-COVID hate. Because co- COVID started in the yeah. in, really in the spring. And I think people just like, because if they hate COVID, they hate spring now. Which to me is also so silly because you couldn't have a better season for that quarantine to have begun. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. if it was the dead of winter and you were all trapped inside, nobody could even go outside. If it was summer and you had to like, you know, you were stuck inside and and you had to have AC or going outside be a million degrees. It was like that was the best time to have it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it was always fall yeah, was why my don't, Why don't people remember the good things about COVID? COVID talks about the rated, good COVID overrated, things, underrated but... Matthew. Your thoughts? Perfect uh, timing. <laughs> sorry, I'm still in remember. I'm still remembering the spring, the, that first spring of 2020 when in, in in Queens when it was just sirens and helicopters. The entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, people are dying. People are just dying. Yeah, it was. Dying uh, it's not great. Sorry, Troy, uh, I interrupted you. No, no, it wasn't that interesting. I was just saying that uh, I used to be fall was my number one, but like spring was a close second, and then winter and hate summer. Always hated summer. That hate of hatred of summer has not changed, uh, especially in the East Coast. It's brutal. Um, but winter has turned into my favorite with like fall a close second. Um, but spring is right there. Like I, I love spring. Love baseball. I'm nobody's oh, mentioned baseball. Like there's nothing better. I never watch more baseball than I do in April and, uh, you know, in September. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Because then you're like, do, we, do they need to play 130 <laughs> more games before the playoffs? Like, really? I, it's it's a great time. And yeah, the, the, the weather when it's nice, it's really so hot and cold. It's great to just go out. And uh, I mean, the kids were outside all day today. It's, you know, look out. I'm like, God, thank God they're getting some fresh air. Um, but, uh, you know, it, there's so many other great seasons. Fall. It's phenomenal, and winter has Christmas, and that trumps all. Yeah, I, I don't agree. I don't yeah. agree. So it's agree. the best holiday season, that's for sure. It's the best. I just, but love it. it doesn't turn the whole solstice or whatever the whole season well, into a great thing to be a part of. I I don't know. I disagree. The problem with winter that 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 makes winter bad is it's got January, February, which unless you're like skiing, snowboarding, it's it's kind of takes away from the winter experience. Whereas fall. Is just always great. Um, yeah, and that's true though. There are for skiers, like for the ski people out there, of which I am not. Like they're depressed when March comes around. They're just like, oh, it's about uh, to end. You know, they love that two months of snowfall and skiing and snowboarding. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we talked about this. <laughs> Me too. It's good to know where everybody stands. Now, what is your favorite season to 69 in? <laughs> yes! 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 Down, it ain't Yay! summer. <laughs> Fucking sweaty down there. Nobody wants to go chowing out of a sweat sandwich. <laughs> Winter might be nice, but also a little cold. I knew you weren't too good for this. Fall, you might be picking leaves out of your teeth. <laughs> spring is the best for 69. Spring is the best. A cool <laughs> spring, sixty-nine. Windows bees. open. <laughs> Unless again, I bring. I have to bring the, be the Debbie down and bring up pollen. No. Oh uh, yes. No. Get out of here, Matthew. You don't want to sneeze like while you're season. down there. Something's something's <laughs> sixty-nine in every season. Uh, sixty-nine. <laughs> Three sixty-five. Just most things do it in spring. I think. Yeah. Uh. Birds do it. 
Bees do it. Bees right. do it. Exactly. Bees 69. Yeah. Yeah. Cole Porter yeah. says so. See the way they hold on to those flowers? That's upside down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Is if you're 69 right in your now, mouth or are you just happy to see me? Sound off in the chat. 69 right now. <laughs> if you're watching our show or have ever watched our show while 69ing. Call Leave it. a comment Don't. below. <laughs> drop Don't. a one in chat. Drop a, <laughs> drop a 69 in chat. Tell us your favorite season to 69 in. <laughs> Throw up a poll in the chat. Oh, oh my god! Oh. <laughs> because don't even put summer on the pole. <laughs> Just stay away. <laughs> stay away. That's gross. Um, oh. What's also gross is the situation you find yourselves in right now. Mm, it really is. You were you were here to retrieve the yellow king. You were going to find him, and he was going to take you to the mad poet. Will you come here? And things are different. Things are different. Uh, the the original denizens of the caravanserai are gone, and they're replaced with actual denizens of Lang. And uh, you uh, you kill them, and it takes uh, several episodes. Um, but now you see the Yellow King is gone. Last episode, Atticus conjured an image, uh, a very controversial image of the Yellow King. Um, and elicited a response from the denizens of Lang. It's like, what? Waylock? You're supposed to be with Waylock. We, we took you in chains. What, what are you doing here? And they tried to recapture him. So was the Yellow King captured? How is Way Riley involved? You heard uh, Mr. Wanderlust mention Way Riley as well. Have you heard that name elsewhere? I do not know. However, right now, Outside on this one remaining platform of what was once the second floor of the caravanserai stands a flying dinosaur of some sort. And as you're gathering yourselves post-combat, post-coitus last ep, a voice echoes. Who are you? It is this creature, as far as you know. What do you do? Atticus will... He's going to speak to it. He's going to step in. Now, this does, the voice work from Troy implies this is not a parlay kind of creature. Um, but... Why? Because you don't think he wants to do that voice for two hours? <laughs> exactly. He doesn't seem to want to do that voice for a long conversation. It's a short-term voice. Joe, yeah. also, question, question though. How long does the illusory yellow king that you made last? Is he still there, or it's like the combat has ended and he's going to disappear soon? He lasts uh, as long as I want to up, I think up until ten minutes. But I have to spend an action sustaining... I was going to see if you um, want to sustain it to, like, use it if you're going to talk to the creature, like, try to trick it. But, like, that's – I was just pointing it out because I remember that you did that. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't like it. Um, I thought about it, but I was like, it's uh, – then I don't really talk, and I don't want to try to talk as the Yellow King. They'll just see through it, and then it's, like, too deceptive. So he's just going to step in front of it, and he's just going to look up at this thing. Oh, Again, very you. fearful, but he's going to be like – we seek an audience with the Yellow King. We heard he was here. We're travelers passing through this caravanserai. Is he at home? Ah, the Yellow King! There was a man dressed all in yellow 
Yes, yes, that would be him. Uh, have you seen him? Yes, he went with Way Raleigh. Are you with Way Raleigh? Well, uh, no, but we have met a, a friend of Way Raleigh's downstairs, uh, some sort of acquaintance, uh, who said that Way Raleigh was looking for something. Perhaps we could help. We've been here before. She departed on my brother, taking this man dressed in yellow whom you call the king. She rode on my brother on ahead. Who is this other person you speak of? Oh, the uh, gentleman downstairs are working through the uh, accounting books. Uh, very long fingers, tall. Slim. I do not know of, of this man. Mr. Wanderlust. Never heard of him, but he is with Weyrale and you are not. I am confused. Well, this is a caravanserai, indeed. There are many different... And he'll step forward a little bit. There are many different strangers that pass through a place such as this, and we sought the Yellow King. If your brother has flown him elsewhere, perhaps you could fly us there? I don't know if I have permission to do so. You say you are not with Weirale. Are you against her? And he turns towards you, and this thing is 50 times yeah. the size of you. It could just eat you in one bite. <laughs> Certainly not. We are not against her. We are all travelers on the road in this dreamscape. We are all passing through. There is a code among travelers, is there not? She is looking for something, as are we. Perhaps we could help each other. We could come to an arrangement. I don't know if she would approve of me taking you where she went. She didn't mention that others would come seeking passage. Well, perhaps there is uh, something we could do for you. Uh, is there um, anything you need? A favor, perhaps? Hmm... What's your favorite uh, food? Mm, rat. <laughs> oh. Suki. Suki comes in behind, aid, turning back into her form. She's out of her bear form. I'd like to aid uh, Atticus using my wild empathy. Um, I can make an impression on animals uh, and make very simple requests of them uh, using my diplomacy. Uh, which is not high, huh? Did not put a lot of points in that, but... <laughs> Uh, she basically is also saying, like, if it's not far and they've only recently left, perhaps we can catch up to them and we can clear this all up. Uh, and Ethel will step forward, Mick. Hey, um, do you, um, do you like, uh, whittling? What? <laughs> looks at Ethel. What? I just thought maybe you'd like to, you know, burn things. Like wood, they may they, they they kindle very nicely. Like I will, I could whittle you something. You could burn. Keep your fires away from me. You'll burn my howder. Oh no no no! I can I can also. I'm a good woodworker. If you needed any repairs done to your howder, I could help you out. Does it look as as if in need of repairs? No, indeed, it looks rather splendid. Is I'd be quite inclined to take a closer look. Why, may I ask, were you left behind? What, For what purpose did your brother leave and you stay? Uh, if not, to take more travelers. Where Raleigh came with others. 
and she has ferried some back and forth. Ah, well, perhaps she could ferry us. For a price, we don't look for a free ride. So, you know, you're, you're at this point now where you could do some sort of diplomacy or there's also been some deception here. Um, you know, the, obviously some people are aiding, um, but let's let's do a check here. Let's turn this into a roll um, because it doesn't seem like he's or uh, she's going to come after you per se. But, uh, you know, she doesn't know you to be with Wei Raleigh. So there is some danger here. Mm hmm. Uh, are you going to roll? Because you're doing most of the talking, but I can aid you using that uh, wild empathy if you want. I think wild empathy is for, like, animals. Yeah, it's for, like, creatures that... This creature has a language. Yeah. Yeah. Are you doing deception or diplomacy, Joe? I was going to do deception. uh, Just sort of saying that, like, you know... I mean, he knows that when Wei Raleigh sees them, she is going to... Or they are going to want to kill us. Um. So uh, probably, but uh, he wants to try to talk his way into following the Yellow King. Because if we lose him, I mean that's it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, he's willing to say anything. So he's definitely willing to lie. Um, yeah, and just sort of uh, say, "I'm sure Wei Raleigh would be happy to see us. She doesn't know us per se, but we could aid her. We I are could after aid all with deception. Yeah, I'm also aiding with deception. If you need. I ate as well. Oh. Okay. I can't remember the sort of hard and fast rules and how many people can aid, but everybody roll. It's a DC, uh, it's DC 20, you know, yeah. to aid. So let's see if you get any bonuses here. You get it from me. I roll a 22. It's a plus one. You get it from me, 31. I got a 21. Okay. Uh, you do not aid from, get aid from me. Eris, how do you uh, contribute to this? Thanks uh, for nothing, Aldo. <laughs> I come up behind you and just put my like hand on the back of your neck. And I'm just like, just, uh, and I just whisper stuff in your ear. I don't know what the hell I whisper, <laughs> but I'm just like, say, don't talk about the weather. That's <laughs> don't talk about the weather or 69ing. Um, keep focus. We don't know where he stands on 69. <laughs> um, uh, all right, so that is a plus three uh, to my check. Here we go. Ah, beautiful. Beautiful, team. That is a 30 deception. They have been gone longer than I expected, and you say you wish to aid her. Yeah, she was looking for something, and I'm sure we could help. We have a lot of uh, skill in the various uh, arts of finding things in the dreamlands. We've been doing it for quite some time, actually. Uh, uh, it keeps looking, like, behind it and uh, back to you. Uh, how many well, are you? Well, there's five of us. Uh, it looks like your... What's the word of that thing? Howda! It looks like your howda has plenty of room, and as you can tell, I'm rather small. I take up very little room and would be of no threat to Wei Raleigh. Uh, his, uh, he'll, yeah, just walk forward, his hands empty. Start, start, start walking slowly. Uh, all right. All right. Yes. Yes, if you wish to aid her, and then... Come, climb aboard my howder. So, what? Ethel will give you a boost. 
and yeah, like she, up, uh, like she like, like one of its lowers legs. a wing yeah. down and creates a sort of rampway up into the howdah, and she crouches down uh, her massive side. It kind of the whole uh, thing shakes, and you see some parts of the rubble falling off uh, where the that area of the caravanserai collapsed. Um, but she provides a ramp all the way into her howdah. It's amazing. May uh, I ask, as he's climbing up, uh, may I ask your name? My name? Uh, Sybil. Sybil, we Sybil. are greatly appreciative. <laughs> I'm picturing him like, it's like getting on a ride, like a roller yes. coaster. <laughs> it's like sliding in. Oh, is there a, a buckle of some kind, a strap? No, no, that won't be necessary. The howdah has powers beyond measure and will provide you with all the protection you need. Oh. Um, he'll detect magic. Uh, yeah, the, the howdah itself is giving off um, significant magic. Could I roll a, a recall knowledge or identify yeah. magic? Yeah. Um, arcana? Or? Arcana, yeah. Uh, oh, 35. Yeah, so this is uh, known as a howdah of leisurely travel. Um, and you notice as all of you are getting on, it's like resizing itself automatically to perfectly fit your group. Nice. Um, and uh, this one, I mean, some howdahs are constructed for war. Um, this one is constructed more for ceremony. There's these bronze posts that support the, uh, the silk roof above. Um, and uh, you know that it would protect you from severe elements. So if you're traveling in an area that would have severe cold, severe heat, uh, or something like that, um, you'd be protected from that. And uh, if you rest while you're in the howdah, um, you heal double the usual hit points when resting. Oh, so yes. cool. Can we rest in the howdah? Uh, depending on how long your trip is, you certainly can. Yeah. Are you all settled in? <laughs> uh, when, <laughs> Ethel, wake up. No. When, um, um, when, Suki gets, when Suki gets on also, she like touches this creature's like leathery... Wing. Would she have any idea what this creature is? Uh, you could roll... Uh, uh, I think it would be... A, I, I would say occultism, I would say. You could do occultism. You could do nature... Um, I'll do occultism. That's a 29. Or dream lore. Um, 29. Uh, it's a creature known as a Shantak. Okay. Shantak. Kind of like a dragony dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, it's a dragony dinosaur. Uh, uh, they're, they're, they're not just native to the dimension of dreams, although plenty of them are here. Um, they, uh, can fly through space. Oh. They're like these they don't creatures breathe? that can fly through space. Yeah, they're not affected cool. by. Wow. I think. Yeah, I think Suki is like recognizing what it is. She's in awe. She's just like I've never seen one of these. Um, and she's kind of touching its leathery wing as she climbs in. Um, and she says, "Sybil, you have such a beautiful color for a shantak. Thank you so much for this for this trip. You're I'm very really, welcome. Ah, you're so loud. La- you're loud. Quite loud. Yes, I have a large." Vocal cord. <laughs> Shut up! E- it Shut echoes up. <laughs> in the howder quite a lot. Uh, yes, it- well, get comfortable. It is a long journey where we are going. Should take about ten hours. Whoa. And where's that again? She turns and looks up to the sky and says, Why, to the moon, of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
wings start to go. <laughs> Long rest, please. Her wings start to flap, and she lifts off of the thing and wow. starts flying in the direction of the moon. I wonder, are these things like a holdover from Spelljammer or something? I wonder. Like, this, I mean, this feels like something that has some legacy, but I don't know. It's really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd have to look that up. Uh, I'm just re- right now looking on Pathfinder 2E. Uh, I'm sure they existed in 1E as well. But uh, you guys are flying to the moon, and uh, it's going to be about a 10-hour trip, which should be just enough time for you to level up. Ooh! Oh! Snap skiggity! Is that the howda does that as well? The howda uh, automatically levels you up regardless of where you are in your <laughs> in XP. XP. Yeah, yep. And it's uh, yeah, it's set wow. all the time that is taken <laughs> to describe your level up is set aside for the adventure <laughs> thanks to this magical howda. Oh, that's a- awesome! So you're we flying to the one. moon. You're flying to the moon. It's going to take about 10 hours, so you have time to rest. You're going to heal double the hit points while you're resting, and you're going to level up. I want to talk about these levels up, level ups uh, right after a quick break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I had mentioned you a couple weeks ago. Start preparing your level ups. I think we're going to get there pretty soon. And here we are. Level nine. Level nine. Level nine. The last uh, of the single digits. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Um, have you ever played a, anyone here more uh, higher than level nine 2E character? A nine or higher? Did we ever play any of the Thunder Company characters at a higher than level nine? I'm thinking now. maybe seven tops, and we even that around. I, I yeah. think we started at seven. I think we did play them higher once. We also played them lower. Yeah, um, but we started at seven. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Well, let's we definitely did it. in the play test. Yeah, in the play test we did. I don't know how far we got because um, we didn't finish the whole thing. But that was meant to like go jump up a few levels every every different session. Right. Um, <clears throat> but let's talk about your level nines here. Uh, who wants to start? Love a good level up uh, sesh. Me too. I uh, love it. I can. Kate is ducking. I can. Uh, whoever wants to start, Suki, can, by all means. I can start if no one's ready. It's not a ton uh, for me, uh, but I do get access to my two fifth level spells, which Sweet. is super exciting. Super exciting. Oh wow! All right, so you only had fourth level spells up until now. Yeah. Shit. Uh, and I've been so careful with my spell casting. You want to conserve spells. It's hard playing, you know, a caster, but I have these two awesome, and Lemon Law. I mean, I, not, I can change my spells out and stuff, but I did choose another feat, um, which I gain access to uh, otherworldly Akuman magic um, because of my elven ancestry. Whoa. So I 
do have access to like a second level spell that I wouldn't normally have access to and I can choose from like this big list uh, I might change that out I, I have to look more into the, my ancestry feats the elven ones are kind of hard because I'm a druid but a lot of them are for like you know if you're fighting with a bow and you want like range and I'm like it doesn't really apply to me um, but other than that nothing really uh, as a druid Pepsi doesn't get anything, and that I thought maybe Pepsi would get something cool, but nothing for Pepsi. Well, uh, a couple fifth-level spells are pretty sweet. It's dope. Um, it's dope. In, in, in 2E, I think the spell's significantly more powerful, so I'm curious what you're going to be rocking out there. Um, who's next? Joe, what do you got? Uh, also, yeah, ninth level's a big ancestry feat level. This really put me, for the first time, fa- not for the first time, but this put me at a major decision point for Atticus, where the to me the clear ancestry feat that I needed to take because of its mechanical bonuses and potential for us storytelling wise, I didn't take because of who Atticus is as a character, <laughs> and that was at ninth level a rat folk get access to rat form, and Ooh. I can just turn into pest form size, basically. So a tiny little rat. And I can, you know, get all kinds. You get huge uh, stealth bonuses and stuff like that. And you can scout and do all kinds of sneaking and everything. And I would do that in a heartbeat. I built this character all based on the psyche that he tries to not be a rat and hates being a rat. And I was like, I just can't see him embracing this ability. So I didn't do it. And I took a step toward... A feat that, that will pay off at 13th level if we ever reach 13th level. So I took a feat called Overcrowd, which uh, is a special Redfoot feat that allows you, that would allow me to um, uh, hold the same space as another small creature. So I can be in the same space of another small creature, a small ally. So, uh, you know, it might come up if we were in a jam and there was like. Um, What's your uh, poppet's name? Um, so yeah, Kate's doing her level up currently, but uh, <laughs> I could like maybe you know hold that square if we needed to in a desperate situation, right? Something like that. But the build is to thirteenth level, where I could share the square of any medium creature ally. Like I can be, I can finish my move in their same square, wow. um, and that might have you know tactical advantages at that time. So it's that like, was uh, the. Uh, Sorry. Small world, right? Can't rats? Isn't there a, a rat ability in small world? Well, I haven't thought about that? small world in a long time. The rats are wild in that game. The they just like keep great. multiplying and multiplying. Yeah, yeah. it was. I always loved like what was the. I can't remember what I would what what modifier with my favorite, but rat folk. You've got so rats? many rat folk. Yeah, well, th- that was the thing with rats. A small world, each different ancestry, for lack of a better term, or animal, whatever they were had a little fun power and like rats didn't have any power you they there were just their power was there was a million of them like, you just got <laughs> a ton of them uh also got access to fifth level spells so fifth oh, level no. wizard spells and uh you know normally i'd save it for air but uh shit man we're having a good time and this is a level up session if i don't talk about this i'm gonna have nothing to talk about took a classic spell fifth level so psyched for Atticus to be able to bust this out. I've never had it as a PC. It is a PC killer. It's a little spell called 
cone of coal. I knew it. I knew when it. you said oh. PC killer. <laughs> killer, I was like, oh, oh no. no. And that can What's... be heightened. It can be heightened, uh, but even in its current form at fifth level, it is a 60 foot cone that does 12d6 damage. Wow. Oh my gosh. At fifth level. Dude, I can remember like Jade Regent. You fought so many Oni, and they all had Cone of Cold. And so it was deadly. just like so. When you catch so many PCs in that, it was only like 5d6 back then. There was no heightening and shit. And uh, man, brutal, brutal. Yeah. So every, every level, you can heighten it every level. And every level, it's another 2d6. So when I can cast six level spells, I'll prepare it, and it'll be 14d6 damage. Dude, this party needed it. You needed, like, I know, a I needed, I needed damage, damage dealing. Um, and then there's one other spell that I, I'll, I'll mention when it comes up, but it's my illusion spell, my illusion school spell, and I'll mention that when it comes up. And it's not in the tradition of what we've had. It is not, like, uh, something you have to roll a will save against seeing or whatever. Uh, it's, a, it's a new illusion spell that's actually a reaction. So I'll, cool. I'll, uh, I'll do that, you know, if and when it comes up. Uh, Ethel, what do you got? Ethel's got a pretty boring level up. Um, basically, I got one ancestry feat and some skill increases. Uh, so for my ancestry feat, I took uh, I took natural skill, which basically gives me mm, an I additional first level fighter feat. Um, oh, that's with, cool. With that, I took sudden charge, which is a class. It feels like a classic two E. Yeah. Now it's a classic. It's a classic. It's a, it's a new classic. Um, and then I got a skill increase to master. Uh, and I put it in intimidation. Oh wow! Oh cool! You're master intimidator. Yeah. Um, I, I forgot. I also got that that skill increase to master, and I put it in occultism. So uh, it, just to follow along with the storyline, so Atticus is now a master of arcana and occultism as he spends yeah. more and more time in these horrible places. Yeah. yeah, Ethel is now a master of athletics and intimidation. Oh, that's cool! And does so, that give you? Any- so he's like Larry Bird. <laughs> Does that give you any bonuses when you try to demoralize, or it's just a higher? Uh, it just boosts boost my. Boost my it's a plus two. I, I, I imagine there are some things on your end where you have to be a master to do X, Y, or Z. But that's as far as I'm <laughs> this this creature could only be intimidated by a master, by a master uh, intimidation. <laughs> Larry Bird, like Larry Bird, just struts onto the court. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, that's it, though. Boring. No, it's all right. You're gonna, you're, you're, I bet your damage went up, right? Or your, uh, not your damage, your to hit. Yeah, everything goes up, man. Your everything goes sizzle. up, right? Yeah, it's good. How many times you miss by one mm-hmm. in that, like the last four combats? So. Yeah, bet. At least the enemies don't get any harder. Um, Skid, talk to me about Aldo. Uh, Is this the level? No, um, I really, yeah, nothing, nothing uh, exciting. Uh, <laughs> I get another couple of formulas. Uh, I get to, I can make uh, moderate elixirs of life, uh, which is Ooh. nice. Ooh! Uh, and um, start handing those out in the Hoda. Oh yeah! <laughs> and uh, and I I think I'm going to take a, a ghost charge, which is a bomb that you throw, and like this ghostly spirit emerges from it and frightens things in its vicinity. Oh, that's fun. Um, so. Uh, yeah, but that's pretty much it. Nice. All right. Um, Kate, I know you've been working on this for weeks. Uh, <laughs> well, listen, the thing is, I went, as soon as you were like level nine, I was like, sick. I went to the sheet, changed it to level nine, and I was like, 
I totally forgot about spells. <laughs> and I was like, fifth level. But so what I've been going back and forth on is, well, I do the skill increase, and I, I'm also intimidation master and oh. occult. So, hey. Oh. Um, hey. And for the ancestry feat, I was like struggling with this because there's like this fae stuff where like if I unlock fae influence, I unlock like a bunch of other stuff for mm. being a flesh warp. Um, but what I wanted to do was something where I'm like, Troy's going to have to tell me that I can do this because I'm oh kind boy. of stretching the rules of the game. Here we go. Oh, boy. And what it is is for a fate influence, I could um, take on, what is it? Oh, my God. Bane. There it is. I have long bat-like ears and I gain Bane. The thing is, Bane is like a weapon uh, rune, but right. my Eldritch Nails function like hand wrap of mighty blows in that they can have runes on them. Oh. Oh. But can right. hand wraps of mighty blows have bane? And I spent like a few hours during work today trying to figure that out. Harris, <laughs> um, you have beautiful chicken hands. <laughs> Why would you want to wrap them up? <laughs> no, no, they're not wrapped up. It's my nails. I have to go get my nails done or like do them while we're on this ride. I Maybe I just whip something out. Yeah, I don't see why not. If it can have runes, there is a Bane rune. So what's to say you couldn't put a Bane rune on there? And unlike a rune, it doesn't seem like the Bane would take up a rune slot, right? In this Fey influence? Like it's just, is it a magical thing or is it taking up the rune slot? It just says I gain Bane. You gain Bane? I, I think you get it. That'd be cool because, you know... Yeah. If, if you can have, that. if you can, if it functions like those hand wraps and those hand wraps can have runes, there is such thing as a Bane rune. So I don't see why um, you couldn't. Um, it's also not game breaking. So uh, it's just kind of cool, fun. And it's also going to be very, very specific. You're going to have yeah. Bane against one type of creature, um, which if you want to, you know, think about, you can. You just can't like fight the next creature and be like, I've made against that. Right. I was thinking about choosing <laughs> aberrations because that seems like what we fight. Am mm. I wrong? Um, yeah. I mean, you certainly in the, you know, with all these uh, creatures that you're fighting from the dreamlands, you have been up against a lot of aberrations. I'm thinking uh, even de- these denizens of Lang that you've been fighting, those are all considered aberrations. So yeah. that, that I think that's going to have legs. Yeah. Uh, I was ev- debating between that and slip the grasp, which hasn't happened to me yet, but I see happen, I feel like, or if mm. it's happened, I don't know, but the bane and the nails is, like, way more fun. That's cool. Is that an extra damage, like extra 2d6, or... So, uh, hold on, sorry. Um, the bane thing, uh, that's not what you think it is. Bane is a spell, uh, that it's like a cleric spell, uh, but it could be a cultish, but it's, it's an emanation that just gives enemies a minus one to hit. That That's what bane is in... In 2e, uh, you're not getting like a weapon property rune. You're uh, gaining access to the innate spell bane um, from uh, that particular one. You have long bat-like ears and gain bane the spell. Yeah, each one of those choices for fate influence is a spell that you gain. Okay, enemies in the area see will save a negative one attack rolls against me, and that lasts for a minute. Yeah, so you get a free, you get the free bane spell, but you still have to spend two actions to use it. 
um, and then it emanates five feet around you, and everybody takes a will. Yeah, and if you spend an action each round, you can increase the emanation to, like, 10 feet in another round. And I think you can do it again and make it, like, 15 feet emanation. Basically, it's it's going to be more valuable if you are in melee combat with enemies. Like, if you're up in there, you know, getting after it. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to think about it and lemon law it later, you can. We always give a Yeah, I'm laps. leaning towards Slip the Grass, but one spell that I did choose, uh, level five, Blood Feast. Ooh. Do you Ooh. want to hear what the description yep. is? Yes, please. That sounds good. <laughs> Your head splits vertically into an enormous maw, oh, God. <laughs> which feasts upon the target's blood, dealing 12d6 piercing damage depending on your spell attack roll. After the spell, your head sews back together as if it had never split apart, and you gain temporary hit points for one minute equal to half the piercing damage the target takes. Oh, gross. Ray, isn't that nuts? That, that was like, oh, don't, yeah. Put that That's in so my Aris. cart. That. Put yeah. that in my cart. <laughs> and then Check I'm torn out. between two for the second uh, spell slot that I get, but... I hope we don't have to fight anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> off that's pick. very cool. Wow, I didn't realize you guys could fifth level spells. Okay, so yep. you know, um, I didn't either for whatever reason. It makes sense. I mean, you you always, I think, in two e, you get spells at half your level, rounded up. I'm pretty sure, like that's how the spell levels equate. Uh, that's when you unlock them. So I should have known you get fifth level at nine, but I didn't know it. And when I went did the level up, I was like, <gasps> fifth level spells whole new world that's crazy three of you now have access to these um and it's good that you guys are taking some damaging spells yeah that's need to lay out some damage that's what's making these combats last forever um so that's cool um great you are taking turns resting here uh as the can i speak to it yeah as we, well, I was as gonna we fly just let me finish this sure and then you can do whatever you want um i was gonna say as you're flying up you see that its wings have like uh icicles starting to form on it mm-hmm. um but you guys feel completely uh protected inside the howda but you're 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 breaking the the atmospheric barrier here as you head towards the moon and the moon if you remember i mentioned right when you came to the caravanserai it was hanging really low in the yeah. sky kind of looked like a video game well now it's just like this huge sphere that you are going toward um but yeah you have you can talk to uh you can talk to our sybil or you can talk uh amongst yourselves you have a lot of time here so i kind of wanted to check in with you and mm. see what you guys are doing uh, well i think we that i'll be talk- able to breathe on the moon is that something we would any of us would know? Um, roll a uh, maybe a dream lore check. Uh, I think somebody Suki. has that. Uh, I could roll. Uh, my dream lore is really high now. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think you're I the only this. one with dream lore. I think Ethel, Ethel asks, and Suki says, "Let me think about it. Let me think about it." <laughs> uh, shit! I rolled a natural ten. Um, but my dream lore is. Oh, you'll be fine. Uh, plus fourteen. So plus that's 14. a yeah. Like most things in the dreamlands, they don't follow the same rules um, as the material plane, so you think that you'll be just fine. She goes, uh, it's going to be so awesome when we get there, actually. You're really going to enjoy it, I think. Great, thanks. He <laughs> <laughs> woke up just to ask that question. <laughs> Can we breathe on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did anybody think about this? Am I the only one? <laughs> um, Atticus would, would uh, lean forward a little. Over the front. 
Oh, Sybil. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, I can! Uh, would you mind so much speaking while you fly, or is that too distracting? It's a little distracting, but what question do you have, Mouse? I'm sorry, just most of my companions here have fallen asleep, and I... I just, um, getting rather bored. I was wondering, um, well, how you and your brother came to know Way Rally. Well, uh, my kind, uh, many of us live here in the Dreamlands, and, uh, we are oftentimes, uh, bought and sold uh, to be used for transportation. Uh, this, uh, slaver, Way Rally, uh, purchased my brother and I, and she treats us well enough. And she uses us to fly all around the cosmos. And how long ago is that? How long have uh, you been working with her? About uh, seven and a half months. Tomorrow. Hmm, all over the cosmos. That sounds rather thrilling. Well, yes, that is what we Shantaks do. I can't wait to see my brother. So what what sort of stops have you made? As as I said, we are travelers. We are eager to hear of such places. Well, uh, the moon, obviously, was one. Uh, the caravanserai. Um, and then the, those are the last two. Uh, I've also been to Barbados. Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, meeting. a dreamland indeed. Yes, it was quite lovely. Um, and, uh, and other such places. Beyond the scope of this adventure. Yes, yes. Ah, indeed. And on the moon, um, what is Weirali's business on the moon, do you know? Mm, I do not know. She took that man dressed in yellow, who you deemed the king, there. Uh, but for what reason, I know not. Well, he I deems was... himself a king, not I. Yes, well, uh, he did not seem any friend to Weirali. Oh, indeed. Did he put up a fight? Uh, no, uh, if he did, he failed. Uh, he was in fetters when she put him in my brother's howder. <laughs> against his will. Have you seen her do this often? Take people uh, against their will to the moon. Uh, not to the moon, no. Um, but back in the Plateau of Lang, uh, she does all sorts of things to people against their will. Oh, is that where she's from originally? Lang? Yes. Ah, well, thank you so much. My pleasure. There are uh, some bottles of water uh, in a small <laughs> fridge in the back. Uh, there should be enough for all of you. And you don't. Is that a feature of the howder? Is that Suki is giving it five stars? Yeah, Suki's like we're all, we're very sure good driver. Stars. Excellent job. Clean interior. <laughs> Friendly Check. conversation. It talks a little too much. Check. So do you fly to the moon often? <laughs> uh, no, this is a first for us. It's lovely this time of year, especially in spring. I've heard spring on the moon. It's miraculous. Yes. Oh, you haven't lived until you've been to the moon in spring. I don't know. I think I feel a lot. There's a lot of hate going around for the moon in spring. Ah, uh, yes. Well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to that jibber jabber. I just, I love that sentence. 
There's a lot of hate going around for the moon in spring. It's like, what? Where did that come from? <laughs> Ethel is keyed into a lot of what people are saying. Yeah, he listens. He knows all the rumors. and Yeah, well, clearly. When you're being hired to be the muscle, sometimes you just got to sit there and whittle, and you just you, you, you take things in. You, gotta, you, you work as a freelancer. You have to have an ear to the street at all times. So you, you pick certain things up. <laughs> and one of the things I'm picking up is that people are not too keen on the moon in spring. They don't like the moon in spring. <laughs> Maybe unfairly. Um, Atticus will then turn to the group and lower his voice so that uh, Sybil can't hear, obviously, and just sort of remark on the situation. Um, well, this way rally is indeed... Um, A foe, it appears, but I'm not sure exactly what to expect, and we will indeed be on her turf. I'm not sure how we should approach this. Can Eris, we just what pretend do you to be her friend? Until we, we can't anymore? Could we say we were also trying to capture and kill the Yellow King? Maybe we say, well, no, you don't like get to him first. Like, we can show up and be like, oh, thank goodness you caught right, him. Right, right, the enemy of my enemy and all that. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Aldo, what do you think? I'm a bit worried about uh, going to the moon. Indeed. I, I agree. I mean, there's a lot to worry about right now, but I'm that, that is among my concerns. Survival on the moon. Um, right, but it is a dream. Is it oh, not? Yeah, no, true. It's one of those dreams that you forget and you, you just... Like, oh, right. Um... I seriously had one of these the other day. I had a dream that was so real I sort of woke up and thought that uh, it was still real, kind of. Yeah. But I wasn't awake. I was still dreaming and didn't know I was dreaming, right, yeah. when I, in, in that wake-up state. And the dream was that I killed a guy. Oh, and wow. I, don't, I don't have any, like, I didn't actually dream the killing. I just knew that, like... I had I had killed somebody and I was like trying to lay low. That's awful. I know. Wow. And I was like, I think I don't think I think I'll get away with it. Like I don't think they know. I don't think I left any evidence. It was like one of those. And I woke up and was like, Oh my god, like I wish that that was a dream, but it wasn't. Like I really did do that. Yeah. Like I gotta figure this shit out. Yeah. And then like hours later I actually woke up and was like, wow, for a really long time last night, I thought I killed somebody. Dude, I, I had one the other day, too, week. but it was like I was late somewhere, and I was like so bummed about it. When I was waking up, I was like, can't believe I slept in. I couldn't imagine waking up being like, I can't believe I killed someone. I killed a guy. Oh, man. Yeah. The weirdest is, have you guys ever been crying in a dream, and you wake up, and you actually like have cried? No. It's never no. happened to you. Oh, Sydney, that's, called, uh, that's what's called a wet dream. <laughs> it, it doesn't usually Sydney, happen. You had a age, wet dream. Yeah. Sydney, you had a wet dream. Guys, I have a, a lot dream. of wet dreams, but why are they so sad? <laughs> I didn't, they didn't say they were so sad. I didn't, I didn't think that's how they're supposed to be. <laughs> I got a lot to think about. Why are they so sad? Episode 69. I'm writing it down. Episode 69. Talked about my wet dreams today. Got a lot to think about. Uh, you know why I was listening actually to this really fascinating podcast. Um, let me just plug another podcast. Uh, 
But they were talking about this woman interviews people of all different professions, uh, every different ology. It's called ologies. Oh, uh, I've she, listened, that's a good podcast. It's so good. That. She's yeah, such a good she's interviewer. Great. But uh, she the one she did about gorillas was awesome. Yeah, was, I know that, that podcast. Was, too. Oh, what yeah. you guys know this podcast? You guys heard oh, about yeah. this? Yeah. Uh, I listened to one about dreams. It's about dreamology, which has a more. It's called like um, phantasmalology. It's something ridiculous that nobody says. But uh, the guy who she was interviewing was basically like, "Yeah, there's like no relation between anything in dreams." Like just straight up, he was like, "There's really nothing. Like things that happen in your dream, unrelated. There's no symbolism." Uh, things wow. like when you're kicking or running, that, con- in your that dr- content really sells. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is so not fun. I mean, right. he's a scientist, but uh, I thought about this one thing of like you cry in your dream or you know you're running in your dream, and he's like, rarely in dreams do you have the body movements that are happening in real life. Like, rarely does that happen. But I think we've all experienced the falling dream where you wake up and you're like, like moving your whole body. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to have to Snopes this guy's interview. Uh, yeah, he's a very good scientist. Be, yeah, this guy's just a, a charlatan. I think that yeah. guy's a liar. I think he's uh, a liar. But no, I, I totally... The guy who said that dreams aren't magic is full of shit, man. <laughs> don't bring that into our dream world. It's He's very not allowed real. to play our game with us. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally know what you mean, Joe. I've had really realistic dreams before. And I've yeah. woken up and it throws you off. It throws off your whole day. Like your whole morning routine. You're like, did, that, did I kill a guy? Yeah. yeah. And it, and when I was doing that, I was actually dreaming. Like it was so weird. <laughs> and then did when I... I w- did I bang my cousin? Oh, no. <laughs> Why do I feel like I banged my cousin? <laughs> do I have to call my cousin? <laughs> I should. I should call. I should call her. I should yeah. call them. It was a dream, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Anyway, so you guys are talking um, about your wet dreams. So we're talking about how to approach this way Raleigh situation. Um, I think the uh, treating him is like, oh, thank you for. Imprisoning our our hated enemy. I think I yeah. Like that one. Okay, we could go with that, um, but we'll definitely need to be on guard. Uh, and what is and what is our objective? Look, whether we are deceptive with the Yellow King or not, or her, or, what, or whatever way, Raleigh, whatever, we need to make sure we get at least get some time with the Yellow King. The briefest of moments, right? We just need to know how to find the Mad Poet. At Where? His- she never told you who Wei Raleigh was, correct? We don't know if she's the, a human or... or... Lower your voice. Sorry. <laughs> I just woke up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, indeed. I, I did not want to seem like we didn't have some familiarity with her. Of course. But I don't know. Maybe I could. Can, can I do like an occultism or something on way rally to know if it's you know like the boogeyman like that type of thing if it's yeah for sure okay like a famous creature of the dreamlands yeah what do you think troy like a dream lore or occultism uh i think occultism because you're looking for a more general like is there is that name ring a bell and sort of all lore yeah what about society like if that name rings a bell but anyway that's going to be a 36. Roll the natty 18. Yeah. crushing it on the knowledges. Yeah, no, it, it's a proper name um, for Man. some, for a very specific person. And it doesn't really ring a bell to you. But, like, it seems very 
Like, there's just this little, like, tickle in the back of Aldo and Atticus's mind every time that name comes up. And you just can't... can't place it. But why? Because we, the players, are forgetting something that we heard in book one? No, No, the, the, the characters have this sort of tickle. So this is something from our... From our lost lives. memory yes. loss. Our lost, yeah, our lost memory. Aldo, um, you're doing like a thousand yard stare. No, I, it's just there's sorry. something about that name. I don't know. I, it's uh, I can't place it. You know, I think so too, Aldo. I have the same response. Sybil. Um. Yes. Sorry, another question. Was the, did you find the water acceptable? Oh, the water was uh, delicious, yes, very fresh. Five stars. Yes, yes you're getting great ratings back here. So I filled great the ratings. bottles myself yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned... <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that... I had to drink a lot of water first. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we already had a throw up episode. We can't do that again. Ethel's, Ethel, not so subtly, spits all the water he has in his mouth out the side of the hoda. <laughs> I drank so much, Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh, God. Um, you mentioned that Weirale had traveled with several uh, different folks back and forth uh, in the Hodeon. You are your brother. Do you ever recall hearing the name Hasterton Lowles? Uh, no. No. She was mostly traveling with her own kind. And her own kind meaning denizens of Lang? Yes. Yes. Thank you. I didn't know if we perhaps, on the off chance, had a mutual friend. That's all. No, I don't recall that name, but I don't really pay attention. I'm terrible with names. Um, what about, like, numbers? What's that, Margaret? Mar- <laughs> Margaret. What about, like, numbers? Like, how many people do you think are with uh, Raleigh right now? On the uh, I, I'm not sure. I think she took uh, three or four... But then maybe I brought some as well. Uh, I'm not sure I've lost count from who my brother took and who I took. Oh, exciting. It's going to be a party. And then she lowers her breath. She's like, okay, listen, um, I I can group, group coheres if we need to when we're there up to 10 people. So <laughs> we can still go with our plan of tomfoolery if you'd like. Yes. Sybil, remind me again, sorry. What was your brother's name? Tonka. Tonka, of course. I Tonka marmalade. Tonka marmalade. <laughs> and yeah. I, Sybil marmalade. It's a famous yes. family in this game. There's, there's so just... many marmalades. <laughs> marmalades. Yes. Hey, I guys. do believe we know each other. Sybil, question for you. Yes, Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, I'm um, sorry, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> we never even told you on it. Have you ever considered... Going out on your own, you and your brother, just starting a business for yourself? Nonsense! Freelancing, as it's called. I don't understand. Well, instead of working for someone, uh, you work for yourselves. Is this some kind of pyramid scheme? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's what 
Most people do. You know, Ethel, you really do come across as a pyramid scheme guy. Do I? I, that. I never thought I would seem like that. Yeah, I just, with all the rah-rah, yeah, it's a bit... You wear yeah. it all over you. I think it's yeah. really nice. I, I will gain nothing from this. You sound but exactly like that. I don't feel like you're trying to sell me your goods. I feel like you're trying to sell me the business. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying it. I'm just trying to trying to offer you a pathway to help yourself. God, that's exactly I'm what I'm not exactly. interested. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, just torpedoed that interaction. <laughs> once, once Pyramid Scheme got into Sybil's head, then they can you can't get possibly. Like she checked scheme. out. She checked out hard. Yeah. Then there's just no way to get transfer any truth. Aren't you sick and tired of working for that bad boss of yours? Too. <laughs> Let me guess. All you need to do is invest in some tools and stuff, right? Get a couple of. She's your already friends. got all the tools she needs. Oh. <sighs> um. So anybody else uh, doing anything of import? <laughs> um, I, oh, you mean anything important at all? <laughs> just resting, preparing. Yeah, so you can I'm all get double your HP spells, back that you would normally get. And then, yeah, prepare a different spell. Yeah, we're going to the moon. So I'm going to re-look at my spell list here. Let's go to the moon. I'm going to hand to out to everybody a moderate elixir of life ah thank you Aldo oh my thank you Aldo goodness wow, this, you're welcome this brand new recipe oh. it's a bit more potent than the old one let me know how it tastes oh excellent still tweaking that but um and the last ones that you gave us I still have one uh, are useless after your next rest right like they just last until wait what uh, I have an elixir of life lesser that um, you gave us before. Yeah, that I just didn't those use. Uh, those are good until I prepare my next batch. I Got think. It. Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, that's right. That sounds right yeah. to me. Okay, cool. Good thing I used mine. It's just smart. It's just smart. All, All right. right. So you take some time to relax after uh, some surprising encounters in the caravanserai. Um, you heal up a little bit. You make some light conversation amongst yourselves and with Sybil Marmalade. Uh, and you look up at this moon, which is getting larger and larger. And you have no reason to believe that the moon that hangs over the dreamlands is any larger than the moon or moons of Galarian. But as you look up, the <laughs> the dreamlands moon t- takes up now like five-sixths of the sky um, because of how close you are. And um, do we see anything on the moon? Well, like from uh, this distance, or is, does it still just look like the moon? Or do we do we see that there's like a whole civilization on the moon or something? You don't see a whole civilization. You're kind of honing on on one area, and, and as you're coming in, you see the surface of the moon rising up to greet you, and the Shantak starts descending. And as she descends, you see that the terrain below is very stony and barren. You don't really see anything. Um, except for the area where you're flying into specifically. There's some hills that are rising over a dark, viscous uh, lake of some sort. Um, 
and, and just at the edge of the lake is a large windowless building just standing there and it's really the only structure that you see in this particular area that you're uh, flying into it looks like it's constructed of enormous blocks that are made of the same stone that the moon is formed from uh-huh. um, you see that the largest entrance um, pierces one end of the structure and there's a little like maybe a smaller entrance to the side it's, it's becoming clearer and clearer as you come in. Um, and the far end of the structure rises above the level of the lake, kind of like the, the humped back of a great stone beast. And the Shantak comes in just to the north and lands in a large empty paddock a few hundred yards away from the building. Go, go. And is the are the wings kicking up dust like moon dust? Yeah, does it does it does it look like our moon or is it like a, a different like John moon. Carter moon? I think it the way I picture it is more like our moon, but in more the 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 surface is like stone, and maybe that's what the moon is. I, I haven't been up there. I haven't read extensively, <laughs> yeah. but it's like it's kind of like uh, concrete as opposed to earthen terrain. But there's air. There's air that you can breathe. Okay. Um, yeah, and so it does kick up some dust, but it's like chalk almost. Um, and you uh, you are in this wide open paddock right on the shores of this dark lake, um, and the building is you know about a mile away to the south. Well, I mean, just water being there at all, right? Yeah, highly unusual. That seems. <laughs> Unexpected. Yeah, this is not like our moon. No, uh, a, so some significant differences. Are there That's any no other moon? That's are there no any moon. other creatures in the paddock? Are we completely alone with Sybil in the paddock? Uh, you are, and in fact, you see Sybil looking around. Ah, I am surprised my brother is not here. Oh, this is what I feared. Perhaps Wei Raleigh is already gone. Um, I should return from whence we came. If Wei Raleigh took a different way back and I'm not there, I could be in trouble. And you think to yourself, if she, if, yeah. if she leaves, you'll be stranded on the moon. Yeah, but we can just wake up. We can just wake up. So, uh, well, maybe. We don't know. What if they yeah. lock you in your dreams forever? How yeah. scary would that be? Oh, and then what suck. if you needed to come back to the moon? Right. <laughs> Sybil, perhaps you should stay if if your brother's not here. I mean, perhaps something went wrong. Shouldn't we uh, check? I hope he's all right. This is where we were told to land. Uh, he left oh. with Weirale and that man, he should be here. Sybil, why don't you just wait here and we can go to that building, uh, I assume. Oh, stop yelling for Tonka. Tonka Marmalade! <laughs> 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 yeah, usually when I call for my siblings, I use their first and last name. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Tonka Marmalade! Oh, this is formal. Sybil, Sybil, he is clearly not in earshot, but we could possibly find him or Wei Raleigh inside in, in the complex here, and we will uh, report back to you. Don't leave yet. If you leave, the uh. answer, your brother could still be here. Don't uh. rush away. We'll get the information and come back and tell you right away. 
All right, you have been nothing but truthful to me thus far. I will hungry? wait, but I am nervous. Are, are you hungry? Yes. Uh, Ethel, uh, please give our, our friend some food. Thank you. Okay, so uh, I can I can make you uh, some eggs. I can give you a little bit of uh, a little tack. A little, uh, what do you need to move for? What do you need to move for? Lasagna! <laughs> I want a homemade lasagna! So incredibly specific. <laughs> I, wait, there's something about, there, isn't there a thing to the dreamlands where you can attempt one impossible thing? Is that then? true? Is that a thing? I feel like I read this. I, I think was, we should use it on making that lasagna. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I kind of yeah, love yeah. that you will uh, lasagna into existence because you're yeah. dreaming. It's like lucid dreaming. Yeah, it should, yeah, yeah. It should be called the lucid lasagna dreaming trait. In <laughs> fact, like Suki says, Ethel, if you think hard enough about lasagna, you can make it happen. Uh, yeah, so Ethel is going to... But you uh, have to believe in the lasagna. Yeah. Have to smell Ethel it. Feel he's it. He's going to close his eyes and he's like, oh, you know, my, my ex-wife, she... Uh, I always tried to cook for her, but she didn't love my cooking. Don't so now- think about your ex-wife when you make this lasagna. This is a delicious lasagna. It's not about her. About, it's not about, about her. Jared Gahuva, Jared Gahuva will appear and destroy us. We only have one shot at this. Think about the lasagna. <laughs> okay. We only have one shot at this. Oh, no. Ethel I'm thinking about there. the Michelin man again. No, no, no. no, no. I got to clear my mind. Okay. No, no. I am good at some things. Okay. And he closes his eyes. And he tries really hard to manifest a lasagna. A perfect, well-cooked lasagna that would be of suitable portion size for it. Yeah, like a disturbingly large tray of lasagna. Like yes. dinosaur size. <laughs> like perfectly golden and brown. Golden brown around the edges. And that's the other thing. It's an impossible lasagna, so no matter what how you cut it and what piece you get, you always get your desired piece, either an end or a corner or an interior piece. And it has the exact amount of, yeah, uh, meat, cheese, whatever you wanted in the exact proportions. It could even be eggplant instead of noodles. (laughs) Can I roll something for this? Yes. Roll D100. (laughs) What was that? Sorry. D100. I have a feeling I know which numbers is success. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. 28. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is. That's better than I expected. <laughs> Didn't think you'd roll a 28. <laughs> I'm really I wasn't prepared for that 28. I wasn't, I wasn't ready. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just look through my notes real quick. <laughs> Twenty-eight. Okay, you uh, your eyes aren't even open, and you feel warmth in your hands. The warmth, perhaps, of a giant tray. <laughs> Smells of your nana's cooking waft to your nose. The smell of fresh plum tomatoes. Oh, oregano, basil. Oh. And ricotta. <laughs> you open your eyes, and sure enough, there is a party-sized tray. <laughs> a carmine-sized lasagna. Size lasagna. A carmine-sized 
lasagna in your hands. What do you do? Wow. I present it to Sybil. To Sybil. What's her last name? Marmalade. I I get down down and I lower it before her. Sybil Marmalade, I present you with a lasagna. Oh, this... I'm, I'm shocked that you happen to have this on your purse, and thank you. And she reaches down and takes one huge bite, and then you see her recoil. Is this an impossible lasagna? <laughs> Ethel, you didn't literally make an impossible lasagna, did you? Uh... There's nothing more disgusting. Ah. Uh... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> she vomits. <laughs> I'm allergic to tofu. <laughs> it's pea protein. It's pea protein. Oh, I'm going to be sick. There's no poop. There's no tofu. Take your filthy lasagna and get out of here. <laughs> and we leave. And, and we go, go towards the building. She flips Shouldn't have rolled that 28. Yep. But not before Atticus turns to Ethel and says, There's more to you than meets the eye, Mr. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm a complex person. I can't believe you produced a lasagna from your mind. Let's go in there and kill this way, Ronnie. <laughs> so what do and you we'll do? We'll start walking. Start toward walking. Toward the John. Uh, and I'm just going to do a classic seek action. Just sort of like looking around, see if I see any danger uh, as we start walking. Um, well, I'm going to do that first, uh, and I just rolled a, a, a natural two, so it's going to be garbaggio. But what I will do uh, if, in exploration mode is just uh, cast detect magic constantly. Okay. Is anybody else doing any checks or spells? I also did a seek action. That is a 29 perception. Okay. Um, so as you're gathering up to uh, head in that direction, you, Aldo, feel like uh, another Shantak must have landed here like less than a week ago, a few days ago. Um, and it looks like, would you roll 29? Yeah. Looks like the, it, it stayed for a few hours, then departed. Oh. It's kind of Sybil's fear. Um, Maybe something happened. That wasn't part of the plan, it doesn't seem. Um, but another Shantak came here a few days ago, remained for a few hours, then departed. Right. I found sure it, by the way. It's, uh, it's the highly morphic uh, trait for the Dimension of Dreams. And as a standard action, uh, you can attempt one impossible action, like casting a spell or gaining the ineffective spells if it were cast, or conjuring a magic item. It requires a successful charisma check. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Wow. That's crazy. That's really cool. Yeah. Made an impossible it's, yeah, it's based lasagna. totally on the idea of lucid dreaming. That's really that's cool. great. They rolled a 28 charisma. <laughs> Does it look like there were other people around, like a, a, a struggle, or like there were people that like, left maybe also with the thing? Uh, give me a perception check or survival. Or survival to Let's finish anyone has it. I have survival, but my perception is better. Yeah, roll perception. I mean, Aldo rolled a 29. It's pretty good. It's natural two. So we're going to say no. It's 14. Okay. 
Mm. Um, yeah, so you just see that the, there was this other Shantak. Yes, um, we would just which, be speculating. Did she, did she send it away? Is she still here? Have they already left? We won't know until we go in. Let's go. Ethel, lead the way. Ethel's still smarting from the lasagna incident, but he, uh... <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. And he, he draws his weapons, and he, uh... I will lead the way. You start walking in the direction of this building, and you see it uh, in the distance. Uh, looks like there's a closed metal uh, portcullis about 15 feet wide, 15 feet high, uh, blocking a long hallway that leads into the building. Um, but you do see just to the north of that a squat guard post standing just, just to the north, right of it, um, as though it's just like budding from the building. Uh, it has three square windows that sort of look like eye sockets. Uh, and as you approach, uh, you hear a voice emerge. Who goes there? Uh, it's us. Ethel looks around. Oh, you sent for us, travelers. We've come to see where Raleigh. There are no trespassers allowed on the premises. Sorry, you must, you must have we got a ride from Sybil. Please see yourself away. I do not know who this Sybil is, but Sybil. you are not allowed here. Sybil Marmalade. Sister of Tonka Marmalade, who just escorted Ray Wale, Ray Wale here. Never heard of her. Leave this instant. Um, what, what is this place? This is a prison. A lunar prison, if you will. And no visitors are allowed. Do you happen to have a guy wearing all yellow there, by any chance? There are many prisoners. What sort of crimes would you have to do to get into a prison like this? Horrible crimes, like providing the incorrect lasagna. <laughs> well, as luck would have it, I did just that. So oh, you have to arrest, arrest me and take me into custody immediately. And a couple sexy cops come out and take you away. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel buries his hatchet and he's oh, in the oh. <laughs> Um... <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, so... Dreams are weird. Dreams are weird. <laughs> it's a prison. No visitors are allowed. Um, there are many prisoners. Well, I'm afraid uh, we must try to speak with one. Well, unless you'd like to be the next occupants, I suggest you carry on. This place is owned and operated by two moon beast wardens with the support of their very large staff. This is not a place... Like members of the staff, like people, or they just have one big stick? Members! Great. And what are you? Trouble! If you continue to tarry here. Just, does it, like, suck to be in there? Um, does it, like, hurt? Um... Yeah, does it suck to be in there? Does, do you... (laughs) I might have done some things to get me in there. Is what I'm trying to say. And kind of want to go in there to see if my friend is in there. Yes, we've arre- we're bringing this person here to be arrested. As Ethel. I said, 
No. I might have eaten children. Visitors. No. Can we see no. this person at all? You know what? Why don't we go to the map? Oh. oh. Thank you. Why don't we go to the map? Oh, boy. Oh. oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh. Okay. okay. Where we're in that we're up in the northeastern corner of the map right now. But where is the uh, the voice is emerging from this little uh, guardhouse? Oh. Uh, in fact, I can uh, reveal the guardhouse to you. Boop. That reveal? No. 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 Always takes two reveals. Nope, mm. I'm still not doing it. Sorry, can't reveal. But anyways, there's a little guardhouse there. <laughs> Ethel is going to walk up to the guardhouse. All right. Okay. Do I see anybody within? Do I see who I'm talking to? Um. So as you start to, you get about 10 feet away, it says, not any further. And you look and you see this, like, green-skinned creature with sharp features and long fangs just kind of peeking out from this tiny window. You don't see any doors or any way of getting in there. Come no further! Listen. We're here to talk to this guy. And you can either let us in or not, but we're going to find our way in. And maybe, yeah, the moon beast will get us. Maybe they won't. But we're dreaming. And I'll just keep coming back. I'll keep coming back until I run you through with this scimitar and cave in your skull with this warhammer. Or you can just let us in. What do you say? I would love to roll intimidate on that. Okay. Uh, that sounded like a master of intimidation to me. <laughs> yeah, it really was did. pretty masterful. Thank you. Thank you. I just, I just, uh, <laughs> feeling a little bit more masterful. <laughs> okay, tweener. Uh, that'll be a thirty. Thirty, and it is against his what? Will DC? Yeah. Yep. All right, all right. I don't want any trouble. It's only one of me and more of you. Fine, fine. Come around here to the front. Yes, Ethel. Yes. Yes. Go, 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 go. All right, I'm following wherever Ethel goes, but I will not walk ahead of him. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Move it up to the door. Ooh, it's like a vault door. Oh, neat. Yeah, oh, man, Ooh. they are really locked S- in there. Here. All right. Excellent. Stay right there. And all of a sudden, you see oh, this, like, it. fire start to rise up and come flying out. Oh, no. This. And we'll see you next week. No, I knew you were going to do that shit. This is our we waited until we were all together. Everyone stand right there. I'm going to let you in. Suki's just here in a second. Great job, Ethel. Oh, great job, Ethel. Really intimidating. Really scared that guy. Ethel's confidence. Should have made real lasagna. This is a punishment for the lasagna. Uh... <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.